Bubbly. What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to another great edition of Elite Wrestling Audio. This is your NXT TakeOver In Your House 2021 post-show review. It's your boy, Lucha Valcisco, along with my co-host, as always, the Alberto Petron of the podcasting world, <laughs> Mr. Jay Rance. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm chilling. Like, I am ready to talk some NXT In Your House TakeOver, watching Raw in the background. Bro, I never watched Raw, so, like, but I got Raw in the back while we recorded so I'm ready to do this. It's always How background noise in this house as well, too. So don't worry. <laughs> don't fret whatsoever. <laughs> What's good with you, though, brother? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. You know, uh, we just came back from a crazy, crazy weekend of combat sports, whether it's MMA mm-hmm. or pro wrestling. Lots to talk about. Lots to get into, especially with this takeover. Takeover in your house, part dose right here. We got it again one more year. Uh, we got the whole thing with the whole shebang with the retro specs of old school 90s pay-per-view aesthetics, the house, the commentators, um, the aesthetics. Everything was made, made to make you feel nostalgic. And I get it. Uh, NXT has been thriving on nostalgia over the last year and a half or so. Um, but let me ask you this. Going into this pay-per-view, were you excited at all? Because I know NXT is your jam. No matter what, fail-safe, that's the place to go to. Hell yeah! I mean, I won't lie. If if I'm if I'm being honest, um, and this, I I was I was because like I told you guys in the message, um, one thing that WWE does good, and I'm a sucker for it. They prey on the nostalgia feels. So I was looking forward to it. For that, looking at the card, I mean. I can sit here and say it wasn't the best card in my eyes. I don't want to call it weak, but I'll say it was weak for me. You know, that's just me. Um, I was really only looking forward to one fight, but um, I, I can sit here and say I was kind of looking forward to it. What about you? Side to side, like, uh, you know, I think you made a, a valid point a couple of weeks back, a month back, when you said that, you know, I think you say this on all the Smart Mar Talks as well, too. NXT has not been the same since it's made its way to the USA Network. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I, I think I really, I think what really hit the nail right there was that when I'm looking at these matches and I'm looking to set up for, for the recent takeovers over the last year or so, yeah. a lot of these matches don't stack up to the televised matches on USA. Mm. I think they make a bigger deal with the ratings and a bigger deal with USA uh, having these five-star matches um for the ratings boost whether it's tuesdays or wednesdays rather than the takeovers and i think in my opinion all that has diminished takeover altogether a takeover definitely feels like a 1990s in your house event every time it comes on am i am i too far-fetched to say that now um i would say 50 50 maybe because i mean well what was the last takeover before this uh Um, was the valentine's day Valentine's Day, yeah. I mean, I can see what you're saying though, because uh, not too long ago, I think like two or three weeks ago, like Pete Dunne and um, was it Kyle O'Reilly or I know somebody else that they had a phenomenal match. Yep. And I was, and then um, I think it was Legado with Kushida or somebody, and I'm like, okay, you, you know what? It's fifty-fifty. I can see what you're saying. Now I only say that because when we talk about NXT, 
and you talk about the glory days, especially the days where it was even before the USA Network. I bet you I could tell you to pull up a NXT TakeOver and you could tell me exactly the match that happened or a feud that happened. You could tell me exactly how great the Gargano versus Andrade feud was or how oh, great yeah. the you know, Undisputed Eras uh, versus like the Authors of Pain were at that moment in time for War Games. You can tell me exactly um, Bailey and Sasha Banks at that moment in time as well, too, in NXT uh, TakeOver Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um so many memorable matches so many memorable takeovers i really can't tell you the last takeovers that happened even the last three of anything memorable whatsoever like there's no match that this hits me that says oof that was it that's what made it happen for me that's what captured the magic yeah you're right um because my memory always goes back to the takeovers when they were on the network my favorite takeover i mean there's a plethora that i can sit here and say favorite it goes back to Dallas. Like when we had Samoa Joe Balor in the cage match, like it just always goes to that. So it, it has been diminishing. The last recent one that I could sit here and say was good was War Games. The hmm. last one. That was okay. about it. Yeah. Yeah, Honestly. I can agree with you with that as well, too. Shotzi Blackheart, Raquel mm-hmm. getting the moment that she deserved. EO in that match as well, too, to trash can. Like, I definitely get that. That right there was fantastic. Um, will this takeover live in infamy? I don't know, man. I feel like there no. was a lot of big matches set up. Um, a lot of storylines that were either supposed to be put to rest. And even if those storylines are put to rest, I don't really... I'm not eager to see what happens on Tuesday. I'm not eager to see exactly who's the next challenger for the next champion or what's going to come out the fallout in the women's division. I really don't care that much. And I think that's that's sad because we, we as as a collective here in Elite Wrestling Audio, we praise things like MLW and Impact Wrestling for great storytelling, great wrestling, you know, title matches that matter. And then... You look at NXT, who was on the forefront with that. You had all the indies. They had all the people. They had all the production. And for some reason, it just feels vanilla. It feels like everyone is exactly the same place where they need to be. No one's over anyone. Everyone pretty much is in the same boat. And if someone loses a title and gains a title, it really doesn't mean anything. Case in point, the Cruiserweight Championship, not even existent on this card. Nor was the way, you know, with uh, Austin yeah. Theory or Candace and uh, Indy. Yeah, that's that's beyond me. Like, maybe this is just me asking for too much, but I, I guess I'm old school like that. Or maybe that's just how my gears grind and tick. I believe that if you're a company and you're putting on a events like TakeOver or whatever it is, every title should be on the card. Yeah. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not... I'm. Okay, I'll say it. Yeah, it has to kind of be like a clash of champions. I mean, that's what that's what you're you, you gotta promote your product, you gotta promote your face, you gotta promote your your brand, you gotta promote the person carrying your brand. So at least every title, maybe you can leave one off, maybe, but I'm just old school like that. Everything has to be on the line. You know, like you cannot leave a title that was prestigious as the cruiserweight where Legado was carrying it. Uh this dude, uh, I was gonna say Noam Dar. Um, oh, yes, <laughs> my man Santos Escobar, <laughs> yeah. Um, Escobar and the other dude that he fought, what was his name? Oh, Devlin, Devlin, oh, Devlin, yes. yes, where Devlin was doing his thing, holding that strap down, and then they have this epic ladder match, and then they do everything, and then all of a sudden, you take it off for shock value on NXT because you said it as well. That was just straight shock value, you know. We're, we're on Tuesday, we're gonna do something unexpected. 
and all of a sudden the title goes down to crapper because it has an elevated Kushida because she hasn't elevated the title and it's off of takeover which was your hottest title on nxt i'm sorry for the rant bro no no no, no. It, 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 it's warranted because you have a hot you know brewing feud with you know the grizzled young veterans and thatcher and champa that in my opinion could have been on this card and sold the show that could have mm-hmm. just been one of the best matches that you guys, the fans, the audience could remember for the next year or so. Could have been a match of the year, Canada, as well, too, instead of what we got with Zia Lee and uh, Mysterious Martinez. Um, I, I don't know, man. And I also feel like it's very convoluted as well. Like, I feel like the last takeover, we had that ladder match with Devlin and Santos. Again, we get another ladder match here uh, for the for the newly million-dollar championship. So it's like... Are we rehashing the same thing over and over and over? Yeah, they really are. They really are. I mean, I'm not mad at the Mercedes Martinez and Zia Lee. I'm just mad how the match turned out. Maybe mm-hmm. that could. Maybe it also suffered from placement. Maybe if it was shuffled around, because I felt that, you know, kind of legado opening up with MSK and Bronson Reed. That was a very heavy match to open up with. But um, definitely, you're right. They could have swapped out some matches, even if that. It, it was that's just convolution right there showing bro what you're saying because you have these titles that can be defended individually you have them in a match take winner takes all so that yeah. just shows right there that you're scrambling and throwing a lot of stuff together you know so um yeah you were gonna say something? i will say i don't think that's gonna be a last we see this trio as well too but we can get into the match itself at 13 minutes and 40 seconds bronson reed the north american champion and msk the nxt tag team champions uh defeated legado del fantasma santos escobar joaquin wilde and raul mendoza in a match where it was i wouldn't say competitive i mean Legato had moments inside the the match, but I will say this was match was heavily favoring MSK and Bronson Reed as a dominant force. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. At one point, I never sat here and said, you know, as they do in other matches, I never sat here and said, okay, I can see Legato winning this. I can see that they're getting some deep two counts, you know? I wouldn't be surprised if they win it. At no moment did they feel dominant, like, okay, they can possibly go over tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, we never got that. At least, I never got that. Everything I felt was a, a cowardly move from Santos Escobar, which is a phenomenal wrestler, and I know that really has your gears grinding right now, because you've been following this dude for life, and to see the work that he's doing in NXT right now is sad, and that's what I was just getting. I was getting cowardly moves. Of course, yeah, they're to heal their cowards, but very, very, very Bush coward stuff and they never felt strong at all in this match and then I don't want to jump too ahead but you know like we'll talk about that later but yeah I mean the match was decent but I don't know it wasn't it didn't feel competitive from both teams like at least one team you know I I get frustrated because at the end of the day this big man Triple H whoever's head honcho you know Nick Khan whoever's in honcho right now they're struggling to find the next breakout international star. And, you know, you hear Vince always looking for the next Eddie Guerrero or the next Rey Mysterio. And you have someone right here that speaks perfect English, that has a great wrestling pedigree, that has the history with the Fantasma name as well, too, going down from AAA as well, too, from his father. His brother still carries that name as well, too, in AAA. You know, uh, a legendary career from different companies as well, too, bringing up two guys that also needed the rehab and brought them to prominence. And in my head, it's like, 
you have the perfect character to speak to that Mexican audience, the Latino audience, and in a way where he could be a baby face or a heel, depending on how you put it. He could be your Bret Hart. He could be, you know, mm-hmm. fantastic tradition in Mexico, in South America, in Central America, showing those traditional roots. And, you know, a heel in the United States. Hell, Bret Hart did it for a year and it worked fucking fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yet, you bury this guy and you know you gave him the cruiserweight championship did he need it no not so not whatsoever but he made that his own he made it he made himself bigger than the title i think you could have risked losing this match losing the title hell he didn't even have to get pinned to lose the title which would have been out for him you could have had him at least carry this championship when i say that i mean santos i mean pronouns pal um santos mm. have the title even if it was for a month or to the next takeover just to have that happen you know just like have a little legitimate run and of course raul and joaquin you know at least have them have a, like a decent tag team run hell them as champions that opens up the door for people like champa and thatcher as the baby faces to go after them so yep. i don't know man i just feel like a ball was dropped everyone that i've been hearing about saying Bronson should have never dropped it. MSK is the hottest thing in, in NXT right now. I get it. They're the new shiny toys to play with, but Legato's mm. been put into work. No, yeah, you're you're absolutely correct, man. It's it's a factor of, you know, I don't want to sit here and say seniority, but Legato's been putting in work. You know, like you said, these guys have lineage. If they're struck, I feel like you said they're at they're looking for the next you know international breakout talent i feel like they're banking a lot on a certain region for some reason i feel like they're banking od on australia new zealand that area mm-hmm. i mean hell maybe this is just me reaching right now right now you had in the ufc brandon moreno make ufc history for being a mexican champion right now you can capitalize on this this is trending bro boom you should have got you know give this man a run and i don't even sit here and say one or two months bro phantasma has been putting on phenomenal phenomenal work he deserves a great excellent run with that north american strap right now legitimately off the dome nobody deserves that strap maybe him that's it you want to see you want to sit here and say sorry for cutting you off usually that strap is like the i'm so sorry for cutting you off Uh -uh. usually usually that strap is like the intercontinental workhorse title who's been putting in fucking work santos like he deserves a legitimate run with that north american strap i'm sorry but yeah no yeah you're right brother like i a, a, a thousand percent agree with you and then you know of course with moreno winning the flyaway championship you could have had some like they change things on the whim every fucking day of their lives in the wwe yeah. this could have happened right there and if you really wanted some cross promotion with combative sports having santos escobar and brandon moreno on the bump or any WWE social outlet, or even having Brandon on NXT, just showing like the Mexican dominance, and even Santos, yeah. like I said, using that babyface um, tactic for Mexico. This is all for Latinos, Hispanics yeah. around the world that that are workhorses around the world. Where now we're the real workhorses. We're gonna show you mm-hmm. why we're the champions, and it, it would have been. I don't know. I, I felt like that would have been a moment rather than the dominance that we saw, the tsunami, the tag team yeah. panel. <laughs> Let's not even talk about the dominance because they literally buried Legado, bro, on TakeOver. Buried. Like, the dominance, the burial, it was just so freaking sad. There, To me, at least, there is no saving Fantasma. There is no saving freaking um, Joaquin and Raul, bro. There, there, nothing. I was looking at the sequence, 
and I'm thinking to myself, God, this this is burial, bro. This is too strong, too strong of a sequence. When uh, Bronson Reed crushed uh, Escobar against the gate, and then mm-hmm. that collapsed, and then MSK did their outside move, and then they hit like the blockbuster. I forgot what it's called, and just a pin, bro. Like I was like, this, this, this. It's 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 sickening and sad, bro. I'm sorry for people that have been putting in twerk in your company for the shiny new toy and to get at Trey Miguel, as you've been saying all along, like it, it, it's a little sad, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, it, it is. It is. And we could probably uh, beat a dead horse with this the situation as well, too, because we feel so strong about it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I said it in the end of the podcast. I don't think this is going to be the last we see of MSK and Bronson. Um, uh, another person that's in the mist waiting for a title opportunity that has his own faction as well, too. You know, you have Hit Row with Isaiah Swerve Scott. That would be cool, but um, can the other dude wrestle? I haven't really seen him wrestle like that. Oh, yeah, he could wrestle. Okay. He's, he's, he's been trained by um, Bubba Ray Dudley, Devon Dudley All right. as well, too. So he has credentials, not just a football player, a guy that's been on mostly like almost every team in, in the NFL as well, too. But um, you take that tough and grunt, gruff um, out of the system, the guy can really go. You know, he has a stamp of approval from Tommy Dreamer and Billy Ray, so I think okay. he'll be a force. Um, but even with that being said, I think Bronson and MSK are still the shiny new toys to play with. They would probably oh, yeah. go over them as well, too, even though I think Scott and, well, maybe Scott hit Row just yet, but I know Scott definitely deserves some kind of run, and I feel like he's being massively overlooked. I understand he has a stable, but I, I feel like he needs some gold around his waist to establish himself as a force in NXT. Mm-hmm. I could see it. Uh, oh, look, it's Gregory Helms on Raw. Um, <laughs> I, I can, I can see it. Um, some, somewhat in my eyes, you know, MSK having those titles are like actually messing up a lot of tag teams right now, the tag team division because they didn't need those titles that fast. Can you just imagine having them? Of course, their face having them epically going up against Grizzle Young Vets or whatever you're doing with Champa and um, Thatcher, and just have these dudes fighting struggle clawing their way up to get those titles the pop that they would have got mm-hmm. let's just say let's just say to take over at SummerSlam. you're gonna possibly have fans there can you imagine the pop they would have got and then msk would have legitimately been okay in my eyes yet yeah, you deserve the strap yeah but you know to spite trey mcgill but i don't know man yeah, from um, a Earthquake meets Mortis kind of bootleg Mortal Kombat character, <laughs> we go on to our next match with Zaya Lee with this epic entrance with Mei Ling in the background in her chair looking like the girl from The Grudge. We have Boa looking like the transporter. And of course, Wei- uh, I was going to say Wei Li. Look at yes. the horrible. We need <laughs> yeah. Wei Li to get into this now. Yeah. Zaya Lee <laughs> to come in with her... Uh, epic shinobi outfit looking like a mortal kombat character looking like raiden with her giant knife as well too Word. posing and looking dominant taking on mercedes martinez who also had a little costume as well too so very very interesting how did you feel about the entrances and the match itself the entrance was pretty cool um I did enjoy that interest. I got Chun Levi's, bro. I don't know. Those are the, <laughs> yes. yeah, I, was, I, I don't know if it was the blue. She was like so blue tea stuff, but like I got Chun Levi's. Um, the entrance is cool. Uh, the match, though. Um, I think uh, in the entrance, I think Mar- uh, Martinez, bro. I don't. I don't know. I know you said she's there to elevate the talent. That's what a veteran does. I get it. Yes, but bro, in the entrance, in the entrance. Martinez looked like a star, man. She looked like a rock star in my eyes. Then you got the Wei Lee. Wei Lee, you hear me? Then you got the uh, 
Now I totally forgot her name. Xylee. Mm-hmm. You got her entrance, which is cool. But Martinez, bro, she just commanded the presence, the camera, and everything. She didn't even have to do no hurrah with a butter knife. You get what I'm saying? You're right. So, <laughs> But the match itself, like I told you guys, I was looking forward to this. This was kind of like my main event. But the match turned out subpar. It was a mediocre match. I thought it was going to be a very hard-hitting match because we know Zaylee could go 100 with those kicks. We know Mercedes Martinez, like our dude said, you know, she just looked like she slap box on, on, you know, Hus Point or whatever. So, like, <laughs> um, I thought it was going to be hard-hitting. I will say this. I will say this, bro. I'm kind of upset in the position that, and I don't want to get too tunnel vision about it. I'm just kind of upset in the position where Mercedes Martinez is because this match was subpar. If anything, she was the shining star in this match in my eyes, and she looks phenomenal, and she deserves a little bit better. I hope that whatever happens with, you know, uh, Mei-Ling, 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 like, I hope she gets better out of this, man, but the match was mediocre subpar. How'd you feel about it? I don't know, man. I I, I still feel like this didn't deserve to be on TakeOver. I think, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Zai Lee, you know, she, the character is there. The wrestling's getting there. Um, I, if you want to put this on TakeOver, remember when TakeOver used to do jobber matches for for some talent? Yeah, I remember that. Like, <laughs> this could have been a jobber match. Yeah. Who's the chick that Tony Storm keeps on fighting? Oh, God, yeah. Like, she could have took the fall for this real quickly, just like a roundhouse kick to the head ends in five seconds and maybe you could start some beef with mercedes to kind of get that going right there i definitely feel like this is definitely a a nxt prime match you put this on tv people will be glued to it for takeover such a big stage and of course you're going to be critiqued at any anything you do and of course zia lee was critiqued heavily in this match from replacement in the match to um her botch even the finish in a way she tried to do that tornado yeah. kick and it barely even hit mercedes face hit her shoulder, yeah, shoulder. um kind of came out of nowhere but at the same time i understand i'm going to be forgiving too because i don't think this was supposed to be a match it was supposed to set up what happened afterwards especially with mercedes going crazy you know, come here, bitch. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> Yo, you heard you heard that Spanish dude in the crowd talking about Esa Dale Duro? Like, did you hear that? Yo, yo, me and my pops were crying because it's mad quiet and all you hear is Esa Dale Duro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I-, I got it. And then, of course, we get the mystical um, uh, Mei Ying in this as well, too, coming out of her chair and giving the Tonga death drop or yeah. death rip. Um, Challenging her inner Ming, you know, and <laughs> tossing Mercedes to the gate. You know, I, I get it. I appreciate it. Here's the thing, though. <sighs> Dexter Loomis is the only, I wouldn't even call him a mystical or paranormal character. He's just an oddball. But we really haven't seen that much mystical characters in NXT. That's very much a WWE thing. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about this? You know, you know, it was me, Austin kind of character right here mm. in the background mm. you know having these magic powers and being the all the exalted one in a way yeah th- that those are the vibes that we got immediately when we saw that because if i'm not mistaken like after Brody lee showed up rest in peace brother like we kind of saw you know this character come up right mm-hmm. like yeah so um i mean it's cool i'm i'm all for it because that whole sequence was phenomenal i loved how mercedes sold the hell out of her getting tossed into the you know <laughs> she leaped <laughs> yo she leaped yeah bro i i enjoyed that i was like this is better than the match man and i can see what you said the 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 person that's gonna be fighting martinez down the line is is her you know yeah definitely so 
it was definitely a setup for that. Could this have happened on an NXT? I agree with you. I do like the super normal paranormal character because we haven't really seen that in NXT in a while. Um, like you said, this is NXT and WWE in a while because this is their specialty from Papa Shango to Boogeyman. Yeah, pretty much. To, yeah, so all these characters like that and seeing this, you know, especially being a female as well. It's pretty freaking cool. So I'm, I'm all for it. I want to see where it goes. How do you feel about it? Has it been missed? Is it a gimmick that we don't need it no more in this day and age? I mean, I don't know, man. It's tough because you're doing this gimmick and it's kind of like the ancient one kind of gimmick that you're doing, mm-hmm. which, you know, you, you can look at it as very passe, old hat, very 1980s. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think there's always a place with the evil invader to come out. You know, Rusev did it well uh, before he got buried. You know, Cesaro does it well. Sheamus did it well. You know, being the evil foreign entity. Um, this is a little different. I, I need I need to see where it plays out. I need to see if she's the big bad boss, or she's supposed to be like on a level of Lee, where they're just like a tag team tandem and they're going after their tag team titles down the road. I don't know. I think it's still too early to see. But I agree with you. Martinez is doing the J-O-B in this. And at 40 years old, you know, we're not trying to age this chick whatsoever. You know, we love our Latinas coming from, you know, the East Coast. But I really feel like this 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 isn't a a a passion project for Mercedes. Whenever mm. I see these people that are, you know, doing the J-O-Bs, I always feel like, you know, there's money involved and building a bit a bigger brand involved. And I get that. Um, I always felt that Mercedes, you know, walked to the beat of her own drum. And I always yeah. felt like her, you know, in MLW would have been better. In some ways, AEW would have been better. Impact would have been better because she has the chops. Mm. She has the wrestling skills. And she has the believability that she'll beat the shit out of you as well, too. That I feel like she almost feels out of place in NXT. Mm, I, I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you 100%, bro. Like, she definitely feels out of place in NXT. You see her. And like you said, she marches to the beat of her own drum. You can tell it's, I'm here to get paid, you know, to elevate talent or whatever it is, to set up the J-O-B, to elevate people. You you definitely get those vibes and you feel it. And I, I'll be Tunnel Vision. She deserves a lot more, bro. Like you said, not trying to put the age. 40. She ain't no spring chicken. You ain't no spring hen. <laughs> like, nah. you, 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 you ain't gonna get much after this. At least have the dignity and sit here and say, you know what, bro? I'm gonna go somewhere else. I mean, you can't do nothing much right now. We don't know how long your contract is, but I should have went somewhere else and at least had a better phenomenal run. Like you said, in MLW, especially with the transformation that MLW is going now with, the, with Lucha Underground all over again type mm-hmm. of stuff, bro, she would have been doing phenomenal out there. Bro, imagine that whole, like, that Sub-Zero gimmick she comes out with in um, the new yeah. Aztec Underground. She would be a force to be reckoned with. Um, and then even with Aztec Underground, Lucha Underground, these guys are not afraid to mix the men and the women. Like, I would love to see Mercedes knock out a dude or two. Yeah, bro. How you can even get crazy with this. Maybe this is just me. Bro, you can make her go up against me and want this, bro. Like, nah, I'm the I'm the shorty bro. here. You know they did it with Sexy Star. Sexy Star was their heavyweight champion or Lucha champion. So I wouldn't put it past them whatsoever. It works out for me. It works out for the fans. The fans already accepted that. Look um, at that. She's in the wrong placement, man. And I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, this is not even a job that gives you guaranteed contracts. You're not lifers anymore. Look at Mark Henry. Look at Big Show. They ain't lifers yeah. anymore, bro. 
Nah, there's definitely no lifer in WWE. There's legitimately no lifers. There never will be in this era of WWE. That's that's done for. There is no lifer. The only lifer... Vince. Vince, yeah. Vince, um, and if I would have to sit here and say life, let's just speak real quick before moving on. Bro, um, Alexa Bliss, that's it. The only life right there. Really? You you think that? Hell yeah, yeah. Alexa Bliss is going to be a lifer, bro. I I see Wow. Yeah. All right, all right. I I would have said, like, maybe Hunter is a lifer but like even yeah like oh alexa bliss that's fun that's funny i need to i need to sit down and, and, and marinate mm. on that right there um do it i'm telling you she's a lifer bro yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> she's not going nowhere hunter hunter's a lifer i didn't even say hunter because hunter's a lifer just by a gimme you know he's married into yeah that's it. So, <laughs> like yeah but like outside of that yeah i think that's the only lifer we possibly have possibly her charlotte flair you know certain names like that well speaking about lifers or things coming back to life the million dollar championship has been brought back to life and definitely was showcased in this match over here where we saw in a ladder match to determine the new champion la knight defeats cameron grimes in a subpar ladder match and i say subpar like i said before i feel like we've been um seeing these ladder matches far a few between but when we do see them i don't know i just don't feel the magic anymore and I definitely didn't feel the magic in this match whatsoever. I'm not too sure. You know what? No, I'm going to say it. I, I'm i going to put the fault a little bit on LA Knight. <laughs> I, I am. knew you were going to say that. I am. I love myself some Cramping Grimes, you know, to the moon. Because <laughs> I feel like he has his character down packed. We already know what he's doing. Everything that he does in the ring makes sense. I ain't going to use this ladder. I'm going to use a gold ladder. Like, I get it. Like, it just <laughs> makes sense to the character. LA Knight is still playing Eli Drake from, you know, mm-hmm. TNA 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. He's still playing him because he's sitting out here. LA Knight. <laughs> <laughs> you just... <laughs> You just, <laughs> you just basically Eli Drake 2.0 acting like you Rico Suave, like you got pulled. That's all you're doing, bro. It, it ain't no difference from your character, man. No evolution. And and I can sit here and say, you're right, bro. The best ladder match I've seen in the recent months, has, I think it was that Jeff Hardy, uh, Sami Zayn, and... Um, oh, yeah. Was it AJ Styles? AJ Styles, was it? yeah. Yeah, that was the best ladder match in recent months and that was a minute ago i forgot what event that was but uh you're right it was a very subpar ladder match the wrong guy went over uh cameron grimes definitely does have the gimmick going on he does have the feud you can hell you could have made it a love-hate relationship with him and dibiase you know he's been screaming DiBiase for like a whole month now and you got uh eli drake la knight i i can sit here and say why you you would say it's his fault you know um I don't know, bro. It was, it was weird. I thought this was going to be a phenomenal match, but then also maybe I just couldn't get into it because, like you said, you want to see this title actually be factored into the equation that is NXT. Is it just hot for like a month or two, and then is it relevant, or what's going on? So maybe that's why I couldn't get into it either as well. Do you think... I know you said that they wanted to incorporate this as a title and legitimately have LA Knight defend it, but let's just be honest. This title belongs to nobody but Cameron Grimes as of this moment. Can this really be defended? Can you see anybody else on the main roster with this title? Not really, man. Like, um, I, 
I get why LA won in a way because you rather see it on a strong heel. But let, let me tell you something. Going into this match, wasn't LA like kind of like the baby face? And like Cameron was supposed to be the heel? If, unless I'm bugging out. But that's how they portrayed it on TV, right? If anything, I feel like Cameron Grimes was the baby face. Well, that's getting, how it felt in this match. He was getting cheered. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like I, I can see that because he's over as hell. But then I still feel like that because you can kind of somewhat see DiBiase just punking this dude like through the whole that's month on NXT. So that's why I felt like he was kind of the babyface in the whole situation in general. That's it's, it's interesting. I also heard um, some people that were calling in about the the event as well too. How mm-hmm. this was a live audience. They took the monitors out of the um, the arena for the first time. Let the people kind of, you know, organically cheer this time, which was yeah. nice. But I I heard fans saying that the wrong kind of fans came into this building because mm. they didn't know quote unquote who to cheer. Like when you know MSK came out, they were booing MSK, but they were cheering on Legado. So it must have been like a heavy Latino audience. So mm. what? So exactly. <laughs> so what? You cheer for whoever the hell you want. Like what you mean? Now there's criteria on who we can yeah. cheer for. And the same thing for this match as well too. They're like, oh, we were confused because we didn't know who to cheer for. You know, should we be cheering for Cameron Grimes? Should we be cheering for LA Knight? At the end of the day, it's a wrestling event. You know, I think you guys have been too conditioned by the WWE of who gets cheered or not. Who gets cheered? And yeah. um, it's affecting your psyche now because you go into a wrestling event. I don't care who it is. I don't care if you like Psycho Sid circuit 1997. <laughs> you're going to be that one fan, Jeremy, that's going to be cheering yeah. for him. Like, power bomb! <laughs> <laughs> Top rope! <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no top road, <laughs> but it's true though. Like I, I, I just found that weird. But the match itself, I don't know. I just felt like there were Bro. there were bumps here and there. Um, I don't know. I just felt like it I was, expected more. Yeah, you expected more. The wrong person went over. Um, can this title actually be legitimate title? This is probably like the FTW title on NXT. Um, that's another thing. Am I reaching too far? Or is NXT really still salty that they got ran off of Wednesdays and they're doing a lot of stuff to catch up to AEW or remind people that, hey, we're the alternative still from Wednesday? Like, can you see that? Or is it just me? No, no, I, I, I think it's uh, NXT is still trying to rehab itself in certain ways. And. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad product. Let me just say here, I'm not trying to shit on NXT whatsoever. Sometimes it's like the NXT shit or yada, yada, yada. But um, like, you have to look at it this way. NXT was a brand that that helped propel certain superstars to the main roster and then replenished with new superstars. And we haven't seen that replenishment in quite a while. I think right now we're kind of just tired of seeing the same faces over and over again, Mm -hmm. i.e. the main event. Um, And then even when we're not seeing the same faces over and over again, the storylines are not as consistent as possible. That FTW title and that Million Dollar title almost seem identical. You're right about that. Also, the comments comments made by Triple H this week or last week of him saying that it's not equality for a women's... um, um, themed pay per view to exist. We didn't there, been there, done that. I, I think that may have rubbed people the wrong way, saying that, well, the best females are in NXT, and if they're not, they want to be here. 
Um, I think he's tooting his own horn, and I get it. Like, when you're a business, any kind of business, we do it ourselves. You know, we say we're the best wrestling podcast out there. We may be, we may not be, but it doesn't matter. We toot our own horn, but we don't go out there and oh, X, Y, and Z podcast, we're better than you because everybody wants to listen to us besides you. You know, we don't make bold assessments like that. And it's very bold for Triple H to say that because right now the NXT women's locker room is, I want to say, I, I won't say the weakest it's, it's been, but it's not yeah. as strong it's been in like the last, what, year? You are not wrong, bro. You should stand by that. It's weak as hell. Right now, they're weak as hell. I sat here and fell, and I don't know if I said it in, pa- in pa- past podcasts, excuse me, that the NXT women's roster could somewhat rival that, somewhat, somewhat rival that of stardom. Mm-hmm. You know, not fully, but rival it to a certain extent. But now, it's it's hella weak, the women's locker, uh, locker room in NXT. You're absolutely correct, bro. It, it, it's weak. It has a weak champion. It has a champion that shouldn't be champion. Um, I don't see a desire anymore in these women's as before. I don't know if the reality has sunk in that I'm not going to get to the main roster. Or if some of these women's are... You can't even say neutered, but you get what I'm saying. Like Some of these women are being um, held back with a addition of female tag team belts which are not needed in nxt in my opinion because in my opinion this is just me going on a legitimate rant in my opinion i was watching the match last night and i want to jump ahead into it but i'm thinking why are we not getting candace LeRae versus shotzi blackheart for the women's strap yep. why are we not getting this feud right now that should be dominating nxt ratings but we got raquel gonzalez and number moon sorry for that tangent but yeah man their their division is in shambles right now the women. It's pretty tough too, man, because like I feel like once again everyone is on equal playing field. The the, the momentum that Shotzi Blackheart had last year, I feel like that flame is that, slow. Is that, I, I wouldn't say dead because she got a decent ovation is coming that, out in the, in the next match, but like it's not as hot. Candice is not as hot. The way is not as hot. Um, and that's a bold statement, you know. You know, stardom, shimmer. NWA with Camille right now and Serena Deeb. I'll even bolt. I know we give our criticisms to AEW, but you know the leading ladies with with Thunder Rosa with with um, Britt Baker. Hell, you know for all the shit that we gave, um, uh, what's our homegirl? Oh. Uh, the longest champion for, uh, for the women's division. And what in NXT? And um, uh, AEW. Um, she did. Sheeta, yes, Akara Sheeta. Like her matches were great as well too. So like yeah, you can't just you, you can't stay here and say that NXT is the cream of the crop. Um, when at the end of the day, all these other promotions are having like main event style matches and getting traction. That was the thing. NXT was getting traction with the women's division at one point for like the last five years. Right now, we're seeing bloody wars in AEW. We're seeing uh, monsters being made at NWA. We're seeing the emergence again with a uh, ROH Women's of Honor tournament again with Allison K. You know, there's a lot of women out there, not just to mention Japan or even you know with progress as well too in Europe as well. Like a lot of people, a lot of females are putting their stamp and saying we're the best. And at this moment in time, Triple H is I think he's just blowing smoke people up with asses. Yeah, man. Right now, like you said, I think he's just really. 
he knows where the product is. He knows where his product is without just the main roster. And he needs to do something to bring attention and bring hype and bring eyes to his product. Because those comments are just really, really, really dumb. I'll say this, though. Next match, Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon. Better than I thought it would be. And when I say that, I expected more botches to happen. And surprisingly enough, I didn't see any botches. So that's a win in my book. But at the same time, I felt like it was too paint by numbers. No one thought that Ember Moon was going to win this match whatsoever. You could give her all the steam in the world and you didn't think that was going to happen. But I felt like you should have had some seeds from Dakota Kai or something in the midst for Raquel as well too. None of, none of that storytelling was really told in this match. It would have been good if, I don't know, um, literally Dakota Kai bailed on, on uh, Raquel the whole entire match and she needed to fight her way through that. That's storytelling that you could drop later on as well too. But no, it was just, it was just back and forth and it was good. How did you feel about the match? Ah, oh, man, the match... Um. Well, I, 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 I mean, I believe who should be fighting for this strap, but the match was. I thought it was going to be Botchamania, like you said. Um. Am I still here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, that's weird. My my device is acting on my phone. Um. I thought it was going to be Botchamania, honestly, but we didn't we didn't get that. So that was pretty surprising. Um. Like you said, lay seeds, lay seeds, because we've seen Dakota Kai maybe lay some seeds on her Instagram, but you know, we saw none of that in takeover and I don't know, man, I'm still not so. so (laughs) Yeah. Well, I thought, I I thought this match was going to be Botchamania. Like I was saying, um, because I was even telling you and you and, and our boy, like, Raquel, to me, is so green. Ember Moon, she gets a little bit too hype and overzealous for her own good, which is cool because it's passion. But it didn't turn out to be Botchamania. I did enjoy it. I still am not sold on Raquel being a champ. I mean, she's still green, like I said. Um, her presence doesn't scream out to me champion or domination or I'm the champ, look at me. Um, it was it was an okay match, like you said. Ember Moon at no point did we believe she was gonna win. It would have been definitely phenomenal, like you said. Dakota just bail on her because Dakota was like you know laying seeds on her Instagram. Um, I'm still I, not being hard on Raquel, but I'm still not sold as a champ, man. She shouldn't be in this picture. She shouldn't. So let me lay some future thought process that I've been going through for a little for a day for the last day. Um. WWE Draft is happening after August, after SummerSlam. Mm. Um, we have a couple of, like, X amount of months left uh, before that. I could definitely feel, I definitely feel, like, like 100% feel that some call-up, especially with the latest releases. Yeah. Do they pull the trigger on Raquel this year? Um leaving NXT as that green champion but I feel like the character that she has right now is more suited for the main roster the chingona bomb mm-hmm. the, the, the chingona no let me stop um, she's gonna get lost in the sauce brother she's mm-hmm. gonna get lost in the sauce cause maybe it's just me but Ember Moon was leading that match last night Ember mm-hmm. Moon was 
leading her through the whole match. She's still green as hell. She's going to get lost in the sauce. I mean, there are some women on the main rosters that are doing nothing, but they still eclipse Raquel Gonzalez by leaps and bounds, whether it's talking, whether it's ring presence, whether it's in-ring abilities. Yeah, I mean, they, they can lead her, but eventually, if you get that strap, I mean, hell, you have the strap right now in NXT. You're the one that's supposed to be leading the dance, and you're not. You're still being led. It shows you still have to put in some work to to get to the main roster in my eyes. She's just going to go up there with, let's say, a SmackDown, because I'm not even going to say Raw. <laughs> you know, I'm not even going to say Raw because Raw should definitely, it'll be, be quicksand for her. But a SmackDown. Hell, brother. She got two challenges to compete against Bianca Belair and even uh, Bailey. Sasha Banks is on SmackDown, right? Yep. So let's forget, forget about it. Forget about <laughs> it, bro. Like, she's done for. Right now, she's going to be in NXT for a hot minute, well, bro. You say well, Raw is quicksand, but they can always revisit that feud with uh, Rhea Ripley. Okay, that's 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 playing the safe. You're absolutely correct. Which that should have turned finished in NXT. But where do we go after that? They definitely not gonna let Raquel go over Ripley right now. Yeah, not right now. Definitely not. But it'd be interesting to see. So like, if she doesn't get called up, be uh, I guess okay. Our armchair booker mm-hmm. right now. Where would you book the women's division in the next <laughs> six months? Like, because I feel like the next logical fight for her to have is Shotzi and maybe they'll do that at the Great American Bash and the screams like a Shotzi event right there but after that do you already pull the trigger with Dakota Kai or do you wait a little bit more mm. um <laughs> uh armchair booker let's see I don't think we're gonna get Shotzi Blackheart versus Raquel Gonzalez at a Great American Bash mm. that's good that's gonna go to Dakota Kai and Shotzi Blackheart um, Ooh, that's, where, all right. that's where we're gonna get a great American bash. Um we will possibly get mm, then that leaves Raquel Gonzalez. Um maybe we can get the Shotzi, but I, I don't think so. I feel it in my prunes that we're gonna get Dakota Kai versus Shotzi. Maybe within that time leading up, we'll possibly get a you know turn. And you know, so yeah, I'm gonna go with that. I may be wrong as hell right now. People are probably like, "Yo, you wilding out." But in my mind's eye, I'm, I, that's the match I feel like we're gonna get right now. Raquel Gonzalez is gonna be in somewhat of a limbo, and then that's when we're gonna get Dakota Kai versus Raquel Gonzalez, and then possibly after that, she'll be called up. Okay, I can see that as well too. Because specifically, right after um, SummerSlam, we are getting into like War Games territory. You know, in that time frame from that September to November time frame, they could unleash hell with that pay per view anytime they want to. Mm-hmm. So in my mind's eye, it's like, all right, they probably are going to do the takeover by SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems prime for, especially if you're going to do it on Vegas. Um, yeah. but I don't know how they would do it on Vegas either because. That's gonna be a Saturday. It usually is prime for NXT. Damn WWE, I don't know what the yeah. fuck you guys are doing, bro. I, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, isn't there a boxing event that? Yeah, Pacquiao well? is fighting in the same goddamn city. Oh, look at that! They really just like trying to swing, you know, pe- penis around here, yes, bro. Yes, they are. Like, look at Mister Big Puntaki, you know? Exactly. Like, um, yeah, because that that sucks, bro. They should know their role and know that. The hype you get for your Sunday event is just strictly off of NXT. It is. So you're right. They could have went to town if it was on Saturday. That would have been a good good event for. I, I don't know when they're gonna place that NXT event. Maybe they'll do it the week before. Maybe do it the week after. But like prime 
real estate for a babyface reaction for Raquel Gonzalez in Nevada. You have a heavily Mexican yeah. audience out there, and I think she would have been beloved over there, especially if you're doing like a heel turn with Dakota Kai. I think you have like a Diesel Shawn Michaels moment right there where the small person is the heel going into that match, and I think that would have worked out fine. It could still happen, um, but if, the, if it does happen... Oof. Um, if it does happen, that I feel like that feud has legs to go into war games. What about you? It does. It does. I think it, it has legs to go into war games, especially how long and how intertwined these women have been together. So there's definitely some layers to this uh, partnership as of right now that you can, you know, lead into it. And thinking about it now, maybe some seeds were being planted yesterday because basically she does have the title due to uh, Dakota. Yeah. You know, so um, definitely some seeds there, bro. But I'll still say it again. I sound like a broken record. How oh, Raquel Gonzalez still green, man. She don't deserve that strap. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very tough. So, very tough. And then yeah. even with the women's division as well, too, we don't have any EO, but we also have Sarai there, who is like EO. No. And yeah, I don't know how you feel about that. How you feel about that? Again, I feel like once we're in the same mix that we were a year ago, two years ago, where we have our international talent. That's great. You know, we had mm-hmm. it with Kyrie, we had it with EO. Now I feel like it's Sarai's turn. Um, I feel like the formula is a little broken. I feel like it's yeah. old hat now. I think you know if you're gonna if you're gonna have a foreign talent, you already have uh, Mei Ling already with her yeah. stuff going on. I think Sarai, it's it's great, but. Uh, do something different because I, I already see the changes happening. You know, she's a white hot baby face. Give her another year, she'll go evil. Yeah, evil. <laughs> and there you go. Yeah, too many, too many of this Yoshi style shorties that they bringing over. You get what I'm saying? Like, if you want to go, like, I get it. Like, it's cool. It's something new for the for the product out here, but it. it it's it's too repetitive in my eyes. It's too it repetitive. Um, I'm not complaining about the Yoshi style. I think I'm more just complaining about different characters from Japan coming over. Like, um, I, I'll say this right. This probably will hurt you a little bit, but you know, <laughs> with you know Hannah Kimura and her stable, they weren't your typical Yoshi characters. No, they weren't. They weren't. That's why. You know, that, that bro, that fucking eats at me every day, bro. When I see AEW Women's Division or when I see Yoshi style, can you just imagine the phenomenal work they would have been putting in, especially now with all these traveling yep. and these alliances being formed? Like, you're right. They weren't the typical Yoshi stable. Yeah, I think that could have been fine. Sometimes you need a badass chick to come over, throw some middle fingers, and and just have a good time. Like, not oh, everyone yeah, needs to be like, ooh, the forbidden fruit has came in finally. Or, or the sun the, rises. <laughs> yeah, with the little point of the fingers. <laughs> and, uh, I think that's what AEW was trying to do with, which... Uh, which uh, Booski, but Mahiaki uh, or whatever her name is. <laughs> like, I think, bro, I legit think, like you said, they said, F it, we can't get Hannah Kimura, you know, rest in peace. But like, they were like, F it, we're going to bring over Mahiaki okay. or whatever. <laughs> but see, Mahiaki she, okay. <laughs> I don't think the world was ready for her. Cause she got such a like a negative reception. Even she got a negative reception with you as well too. Like I, I think it's just like she maybe she wasn't ready for the platform, or maybe the platform wasn't ready for her because yeah. she, 
you look at her on being the elite and all her stuff that she did backstage she said the stuff that she did with the dark order like her twitter game like it's pretty goddamn mm. fire <laughs> <laughs> it's better than t-bar <laughs> I, mean, I mean her to me why she got a bad reception is because you cannot give me this epic two-minute karaoke karaoke solo and then when, <laughs> I'm replaying it in my head right now as I'm telling you. And then when your opponent comes up to you, you give her this weak ass mic shot, bro. That's like I'm like, wait, ain't you the shorty that be throwing up middle fingers? <laughs> Motherfucker! What, <laughs> what was weaker? That mic shot or that whole coke and chair shot from TNA? <laughs> yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming, bro. I don't think that beats the chair shot. I'm sorry. Just fixing it up notch. Like, wet. <laughs> Hands down, nothing beats the chair shot. Like you said, bro, bad notch a lot. He goes, wet, and walks away, man. Smooth, like, I'm like, this is whole cooking. Like, I don't sell for nothing. I don't even sell my own tits. <laughs> but um, I mean, you could say that the States wasn't ready for, for her. Um... I don't know, bro. Like, but I do. I, I am a little bit tired of the Yoshi style. I mean, I love it. It's cool. It's phenomenal. But the same typical cliche copy paste. Uh, but the women's division, like you said, overall in the beginning, NXT's women's division right now is a little bit in shambles. I, you know, I, I, I maybe that's why NXT does the the, the safe bet with the Yoshi style, Yoshi style, because you look at AEW. You know, you got Nagasaki, her transition into AEW wasn't received that well. Rio's transition wasn't received that well. Um, uh, which, which, is mind, chick? which is mind-blowing. Which is mind-blowing. Like, her reception was poor as hell, but I love the shit out of it. <laughs> Yo, she did it to herself when she came out with a mustache. Bro. I don't give a like, damn. <laughs> when, she, when she came out with the mustache, she did it to herself, which is mind-blowing. Because if you look at the if you look at the audience that AEW has, these are people that should be accustomed to this product already. You're smart fans. Exactly. You're smart fans. You watch Ring of Honor. You watch New Japan. You watch all these MLW. So when you get somebody like it, come on, especially we know Japanese people and characters, they're over the top. I mean, but she did it to herself when she came out with a mustache. But I think that's that's what goes to my, um, my point that I made on the last Mark Mark talk about AEW with Jake on it. Mm-hmm. People are expecting expected to know things in AEW like they're expected to be inside the joke you can't do that with a national audience with new people coming in every day with new eyes on TNT you have to build people up you have to give a story to who's coming from where and why they act the way they do you know the first glance of Michael Nakazawa fucking oiling himself up and sliding around everywhere you're like what is going on (laughs) (laughs) I mean but this is where sorry that we're just like really I mean you know but this is where AEW's failing because you have the products you have let's say the platform you have the platform to do this because you have not one not two, but you have three shows to your name. Why are you not using these other shows for Almost more? four now. For the summer. For, for oh, August. Yeah. The game Baby Bootleg Thunder on TBS. <laughs> so it's like, why are you not why are you not using these? Like Bro, this is where you gotta inject your Mahi Mahiitos or her name. I keep forgetting her name, bro. Oh, uh, I would have her the announced yeah. booth of her and Mark it, Henry. 
That's what I need. Ex- What's up, ex- motherfucker? <laughs> What's up? Oh, sexual chocolate. Like, bro, I'm telling you, like, you you put them there, you wrestle, you make them work. Okay, yeah. But people are saying, oh, but they're not going to get to shine, so how are you going to know about them? One, the real educated fan will. But then if you bring her up to a, let's say, a dynamite, just have her do something, you have the montage and the work to sit here and say, yeah, look, she's been on Elevation or she's been on this, you know, dark. So, I don't know. I'm sorry for that tangent. But that that's their fault. You have YouTube, you have Elevation, you have Dark to actually talk about talent, give backstories, mm-hmm. sit down interviews, and let us know why we should root for these characters. If anything, what succeeded so far at NXT uh, TakeOver in your house was they had these little sit-down interviews, which to me kind of worked. You got a, a sense of why Bronson Reed would hang out with MSK. You got a sense mm-hmm. of why... I guess people are going for certain titles and whatnot. Like, I get it. You got a sense of why Raquel Gonzalez wants to stay as champion. Like, I get it. Like, if they're succeeding at anything, at least they're succeeding at letting us know who these characters are and their motivations. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because we need we need a little bit of this. We need to know why we want to get invested in the Chingona bomb, you know? Like, <laughs> we, need, <laughs> we need to see this. And... AEW doesn't do that, like you said. They expect you to know, and I'm starting to see that right now because Jake, you know, he was like, wait, I don't get this. What's this? What's going on? This move with that. And he was totally lost. And if, like you said, you're on TNT bringing in viewers, yeah, you got to definitely not make it like inside jokes. Yep, yep, yep. All right, I think we uh, stalled enough for the main event because it is what it was. That Um, was trash. (laughs) to, To put it very lightly and bluntly as well, too, our friend Jeremy said, it looked like a grown-ass man beating four kids in the ring. <laughs> I love Jeremy. We got we got we gotta get Jeremy on this soon, brother. Yes, like, we do. We gotta get Jeremy on this soon. Um, you're right. You, I mean, okay, take that out. Take that out. Because, like you said, these are all phenomenal four wrestlers in their own right, in their individual rights. I couldn't get invested into it because you had said it midway in the podcast or at the beginning of the podcast and you have been saying this prior before this takeover on this podcast nxt is just playing their greatest hits and this yep. is what it was this is what it was it was just greatest hits it was people that are stagnant in nxt that should no longer be here just having their last hurrah they're like that that creepy uncle at the cookout that you just want to go away or you want to actually hang out fuck i'll hang out with him that was that like, cool, creepy yeah. ass body yeah like you know like that's what it is it was greatest hits all over it was kind of like you know let's let's just keep adding more super kicks and let's do this and let's do that and hey let's see what we can do here to get a nice pop or a wow moment it was just it was just greatest hits and then like i said bro OP carrying. I'm not loving carrying cross since he came back, bro. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Like, I feel like I'm very talkative today. No, <laughs> like, you're good. Like, this is, this is what I, we needed right here. I feel like there was only I, two characters that were over in that match, and that was Johnny Gargano and Pete Dunne. Those were the, the fucking yeah. people that were carrying this match. Yeah, those were the only two people doing great stuff, carrying the match. Um, I, I, Adam Cole 
does not belong there. Adam Cole got sold a pipe dream. I don't know what it was. And and, it, and I was laughing when I saw him hit the Panama City. Like, I, I thought about what you said on the podcast. You're going to be on NXT 40 years plus hitting Panama Sunrise. <laughs> Bro, he got sold the beautiful pipe dream to still re-sign with NXT. Karrion Cross, like I said, I'm not loving this character because... Bro, you know Karrion Cross how versatile of a wrestler he is with his MMA background and all the stuff that he does, and he's very agile for a big dude. A and good talker, just, and a good talker, which I haven't seen that in a while, bro. Like he's he sounds like Braun Strowman. Don't bully me. Like I'm oh, very oh, here's TikTok, TikTok, this motherfucker all day, bro. Okay, Alice, time, time's up. It's coming. Yeah. And, Fucking kneel and pray, whatever it is. Like, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not loving it. I, I bro, the, the little Maximilius Aurelius <laughs> thingy. Like, bro, he can do so much better. Like you said, this guy is way bigger than where he should be at. And it's this title run, this character placement in NXT is hurting carrying Cross in his future endeavors in WWE. I'm sorry. What do you? What, yeah. Is that just me reaching, or, or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, in one hand, I feel like they're Triple H is getting him as ready as possible for the main roster, in which I feel like in the main roster maybe this could work. Like, I feel like it could work a lot better than NXT. Um, I get what they're doing. Don't get it mm-hmm. twisted. I get what they're doing. Carrying is the bulkier, heavier, bigger guy compared to everyone in this match so they're gonna make him look like the monster the power moves yada 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 i get it people but at the same time though that is not the wrestler that carrying cross is he is not the lumbering powerbomb guy the guy goes out there and does strong style matches and is an excellent promo as well too and a very artistic individual as well too and he's being neutered in nxt um I feel like Scarlet's useless these days. I feel like they they pulled the plug on that whole like mystical element of her. Yeah. Uh, doing like witchcraft, which you yeah. know Which is cool. It's cool. Like it could have failed. But I feel like they just pulled it off. <laughs> they, they pulled it like they pulled the plug so fast that we didn't even get a taste to see what the fuck happened. Um here's my thought process though. Okay. Does this prove because it proves to Jeremy? But this is proved now in the bigger scheme of things why Gargano, Dunn, O'Reilly, Cole cannot mm. go to their main roster. Um, I have a question for you two after this before I forget. <laughs> um, oof, 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 oof. Unfortunately, it's sad. It's not my feeling and I don't agree with it. I know you don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it just kind of proves Jeremy's statement correct. Yeah, you know, you have you have this towering character of Karrion Cross going up against these four guys that were very minuscule in size compared to him. And at one point, you can believe they, they don't pose a threat to this dude, you know. Yeah, and and they ganged up on him multiple times, sent him flying through the door, and nothing. So. You, you look at the main roster, just look at it this way. Adam Cole versus Drew McIntyre. That's not believable, you know? Be done. So, not believable. Or Kyle O'Reilly, which I think the, the experiment has failed right with Kyle O'Reilly. It, he is not did. cool. Yeah. I don't get him. They don't neutered get him Adam Cole. His fucking 
Cole, his fucking song. I hate that so much. Yeah, Cole, <laughs> greatest hits, brother. This, this is, this is, this is a pro. What we're getting, it is a direct result of you not evolving your product, just being stagnant, and then also trying to make this a brand. This should, this is not a brand. This is, you know, I don't want to say minor leagues, but this is, you know, your training. I don't know the proper word, but you know, let's just say minor leagues. This is where you get ready for the main roster. This is where you prep it, the next star. And once you made it a brand, a entity that, you know, we can stand alone. That That's what it is. This is stagnation. This is what we're getting. I was going to ask you, um, maybe this just is me still uh, thinking about it. Did the call up of Keith Lee inadvertently affected carrying cross? Yeah, I can see that. It affected Keith Lee as well, too. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird, man, because what Keith Lee could have done for that product would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. We'll never know, unfortunately. It's such such a weird situation that's happened to him. We don't even know clearly what's happening to him as, what's as well. What's happening, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. There's There's so much question marks when it comes to the WWE and what their thought process is and especially if it had, it's trickled down to NXT and we love the product we love the wrestlers we're not blaming even the wrestlers whatsoever mm-hmm. I think we're just blaming the creative uh, yeah. backdrop behind everything and it just feels rehashed greatest hits you know this felt like a match where we're like well you know what we're gonna throw everything at the board and you guys are gonna watch it no matter what and yep. It sucks. It, it, it sucks. It's, it wasn't like it was a bad match either. It was just a match that we have already seen. Um, and it was a match to kind of get over Cross again, which is fine. I, I, I don't see Cross lasting until August. I think he'll get called up most likely with Scarlet. Maybe we'll see some diversity back at NXT, but I can't even say that because we still have our Garganos. We still have our Coles. We still have our Pete. How many times am I going to look at Pete Dunn, who's in awesome shape, or the tightest singlet that he ever wore in his life that night? <laughs> bro, I'm like, yo, my son got, like, the boobs, bro. Like, they <laughs> the balloon about, knot was about, showing yeah. and everything. Like, <laughs> Pete Dunn, bro. Yo, Gargano, Pete, like, yeah. Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Takeover. He, he can't go wrong, but, like... You done everything, son. Like, yeah, you done everything you yeah. could have done. And it, and it's sad, you know, because look at look at people like Champa, uh, bro, in the tag team. He doesn't belong yeah. in the tag team right now. He should be running a mug, bro. Um, I was gonna ask you. We didn't get what you said. I thought we were gonna get it. No, you know, no demon, no valor, no nothing at the after this match. The fact that, you know, like you said, we, we get it. We get it, people. We get it, you know? They got to build them up to make them look strong. Um, we didn't get no Finn Balor. We didn't get no Demon. Do you think this type of match was to set up the Demon versus Karrion Cross down the line? That's it. Maybe, but what I got out of it was either a, a singles match between Kyle O'Reilly or, or Pete Dunne. Like, that's what, like, I like to see that's... Kyle O'Reilly like, oh, I almost got the win, but you <laughs> took it away from me. We don't need we don't need to revisit that anymore. We've seen that on NXT a billion times. Hell, we saw that like a week ago. Yeah. Once again, like you said, and it was for the same marbles where I had the match, but you cost me it. You know, like so. I, I don't know, man. It's it's very weird, but I, I 
don't know. We don't. We, we, we got to see. I, I could see this type of match, you know, being set up. Maybe this is just me where Balor could sit here and say, hey, you know, you defeated four other guys, but you didn't defeat me. Or you didn't defeat him, quote unquote, wink, wink. And yeah. then here drops the music, blah, blah, blah. He comes out full paint, you know, demon status. And, and that, that's no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wait, you said riding a rhino? <laughs> I, said, I said it is a rhino. The mad beast is back. Oh, dude, I would I would cry. Joe Dorian come out with the oh. little with the chinchilla. That's the that's the crossover I need right now. Joe yeah. Dorian coming out with snaggletooth mustache. Just fucking looking like a fucking fat kid rock. Like clothesline to people. That's what I need. Bro, Dorian is gone. <laughs> yeah. But but um yeah, we got the main we got the main event that we got. It wasn't bad, but was it a greatest hits? Yeah, bro, because I feel like we've watched this already with Ciampa and Gargano and then the other match that I feel like Adam Cole and oh Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Like I feel like this is just all greatest hits just bundled up and and it sucks, man, because you got phenomenal talent, like you said, Johnny Gargano. He done. You got even people. I know he's still green, but you still you you can start interjecting some Austin Theory into this. You know, like it, I, it, it was just a weird match, but it was great assist. Yeah, man, definitely was. After the match, we see a depleted real William Regal, and I forgot to mention this throughout the whole entire. Oh yeah. Match. A whole bunch of people were getting into brawls. Uh, Dakota and Shotzi were getting into ball brawls. The, the five-way main eventers were getting into brawls throughout the bad night. Regal leaves the arena and says, Completed. I've never seen so much bedlam. <laughs> In seven years. In seven years of being general manager, I haven't seen so much bedlam. (laughs) And I'm like, time for a change, (laughs) bro. We see some pretty crazy shit in in in, uh, NXT, man. Dude, if Io Shirai jumping off a cage in a trash can is not bedlam for you, what is this? Was bedlam, bro? Like what it was. You know what? It's too early for him to go war games. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. He has nothing but war games. <laughs> he wanted to say it, but he was holding back last night. <laughs> Enough of this war games. <laughs> um, it looks like Regal may be stepping down as GM. Um, rumors you- are swirling around that we have. Samoa Joe coming back into the fold of NXT. Oh god. How do you I feel about this? I'm not I'm not liking it. I'm not a fan of it. Um number one, I'm not a fan of Joe being back with the WWE product because he deserves, deserves so much better. But then again, like I told you multiple times, where I feel like Samoa Joe lived his best years in NXT. Yeah. Um so I'm not a fan of it. Is it because he's not medically cleared for now and they're gonna clear him later? Or is is he just going to be a rough and tough, you know, GM where I'm going to throw you in the Carafuda clutch if you don't listen to me. Son. That's what I feel like. It's like Stone Cold when he was GM, riding his fucking ATV. <laughs> yeah. Like, there you go. Yeah. Are we going to get some Moa Joe coming out? Bro. <laughs> Give me that all day. <laughs> Bro, give me some Moa Joe with a blazer on top and everything in the tie. And then he got the two-tone shorts on the bottom. <laughs> now, listen, son. You about to... <laughs> I'm gonna throw you in the club. You got me in the pit. Okay, all right, all right. Let me play a little bit of the game right here. Uh, let's go about um, six months down the road. Let's yeah. say Carrion's still there. Does a Samoa Joe versus Carrion cross match seem mm-hmm. somewhat interesting? 
It seems interesting. It seems likely, bro. I, I think that's maybe something we can. They're gonna probably visit. You know, but is like, it needed? Is it needed? Um, yeah, I would say it's needed for me. It's needed. Like, um, <laughs> I think. It, <laughs> I think it would be a phenomenal match between these two guys because finally we get a hard-hitting opponent. If he gets all these little Bush weak matches, then yeah. Is it needed? I mean, hell yeah, because if you look at Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe was literally the face of NXT at one point, and a lot of the takeover matches that come to mind have Samoa Joe involved in it. You know, when he made Finn Balor shark. Like, no, he didn't shark. I'm just saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> like, I mean, hell, a lot of matches come to mind with Samoa Joe. So, um, yeah. I would say is um, kind of like what you know Impact is doing right now with Rich Swan and Eddie Edwards, the face of NXT. Yeah, you could probably make him go up against Cross. I would be for it. I'd be for. I, I would definitely be for all five of those individuals leaving NXT. I know that sounds crazy, but I think I would be more intrigued with the people like. Connor Reeves. No, yes, hell yes. <laughs> um, Santos, Isaiah, um, a couple other people in there. Just Bronson, just take that main event spot and be the next generation for NXT. I, I would love that, and I agree with you a thousand percent. That's what should be going on right now. That's what we need to see within a few six months, like you said, where we see the, the swerves, the Bronson, the theories. And, um, but I don't know, man. These guys are stuck here. They're, they're, I'm, I'm thinking, where can they go? Adam Cole, how much was the contract that he signed? How long was it? I think it was five years. Look at that, brother. My son's going to be there for half a decade. Like, what you going to be doing, bro? Bro, not and even then, that. Look at Evolve. Uh, NXT Evolve now since they bought him out. Those motherfuckers are staying there for good, too. Yeah, they ain't going nowhere, bro. Definitely nowhere. And, and it, it's crazy because... <clears throat> You just got rid of a bunch of talent where you could have just, you know, brought this talent back down. Like, hell, you could have said Aleister Black. We're not going to use you on the main roster. Do you want to go back to NXT? You know, we'll give you you'll, we'll give you your due diligence, have a run out there, do your thing out there. I'm sure he would have taken it, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just a weird situation with NXT. Um, so I, yeah. If you wanted to slap the turnbuckles for this event, how much would you give it? Ooh, if I wanted to slap the turnbuckle... Um, Ooh, I give it. Uh, I yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I give this shit half a slap, bro. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm not even gonna give it one, bro. Cause oh wow, it it, 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 it was it, it wasn't the strongest takeover that we it, it wasn't strong at all, man. It was it was something that it felt like like you said, just thrown together really fast. Just let's just pray on the nostalgia. I mean. I'm trying to think maybe it was announced before all these releases, but this is just me. Hell, we did a lot of releases. The fans are unhappy. Let's just bring back in your house, you know, karate fighters, Michael P.S. Hayes and stuff like that, and they'll be fine. So weak as hell, I feel that nothing came out of it. No storylines progressed. Maybe a little bit, but nothing really serious. Did it entertain me? that I can sit here and say, okay, I did not want to pick up my phone and play some My Hero Academia. So, like, <laughs> no, it, it didn't entertain me and keep me entertained. So, half a slap, bro. Like, half, yeah, that shit was trash. How much would you give it? I'm going to go 1.5. Oh, you're I'm, better man than me. 
I, I think, yeah. I think <laughs> I agree with all the, the points you made, especially with the nostalgia trip. But you're right. Um, I feel that nothing came out of this. Nothing felt completed. Nothing felt like it was a crescendo to the tuna to a feud or whatnot. Um, I only give it a 1.5 because I feel like the wrestling was solid and it went botched and yeah. you know it was it was good for, as as a wrestling event. But like, what would happen if you take the nostalgia out of this? What if yeah. it was like NXT? I don't know, deuces and like <laughs> deuces are wild. <laughs> deuces are wild. There you go, Triple H. We gave you a fucking name. Exactly. You want double or nothing? Deuces are wild. Are wild. There you go, bro. <laughs> uh, we doing your job, bro. And you can't even forget the. That's another thing. I apologize. Bro, you can't you can't even not sit here and say that that bootleg Megan the Stallion, bro. Like, what you doing, <laughs> Naomi Fox, bro? I mean, you got lip you got, singing. She wasn't really look, singing too. Look at that. I ain't even peep it. But I mean, you got Poppy like dropping albums on NXT. Why ain't Poppy opening your show? That horrible fucking segment. You're just saying you press this button and the album <laughs> and the album drops like right now on the line (laughs) (laughs) the awkward i'm not gonna say nothing i'm just gonna hug you like uh that's your little mess like bro i mean it yeah sorry sorry but continue (laughs) no that was it bro like it it definitely showed triple h's age in that segment right there the humor that they're going for it it shows if if you're around long enough you become the villain bro yeah that's it (laughs) that's what it is you are rick flair Doing fucking Safeway commercials and fucking well, safeguard <laughs> slapping people with the teleprompter. Yo, bro, those commercials are jokes. They, they are though. Yeah, those commercials are jokes. But it, it it really shows that that saying, if you stick around for too long, you become the villain or whatever it is. And you can tell a lot of Vince McMahon tendencies are rubbing off on him. And I'm starting to see him from the comments to the weak ass shows that he's putting, which was last uh, Sunday. Uh, Bro, he he has to go as well, man. Yeah, uh, very big question mark in in, in the in, in WWE's future. I really don't know what's happening with this, and they're still trying to produce a a product where people are supposed to be entertained by. And I get it; there's going to be that that select few that are super entertained by the product, no matter what. They're going to defend mm-hmm. it, die hard, no matter what. Um, I'm just saying this much. If people are complaining about the fans' reception so far in a small NXT show, God bless their soul. Wait till the fans start coming back to the tents for SmackDowns and Raws, especially a Raw, because mm-hmm. um, that fan that, that fan base is I, I I feel it's a double-edged sword. I feel like you're going there just to boo if you're going to Raw. Oh hell yeah, bro! Raw people are just gonna go there to boo. And my thing is like, bro, like the you boo and you freaking cheer for whoever you want, bro. But it's it, it, it's it's a weird, bro. It's it's a weird product right now. Is it overall getting ready for a sale? Do you feel the, the the breadcrumbs being laid out? Do you feel like everybody just gave up hope and they know what's gonna happen? I feel SmackDown still strong, and I feel like that's their A show that they're banking on. Like I feel like if they wanted to like get rid of one show, it could be Raw. Just bank on SmackDown. They're they're okay. Oof, oof, yeah. Um, but I mean, how long? Half. How long is Roman Reigns gonna be strong though? That's the only thing you gotta look at it that way because it's like they just banking on SmackDown because Roman. Like right now, right right now, bro, McMahon, Euphoria, bro, he's like euphoric right now because he finally got Roman Reigns to where he wanted to get him. 
And it's like, how long are you going to let that last? How long are you going to let that go? How You're long right. is it going to last? Because mm-hmm. there's no real baby face ready for him after Ray. Like, what are you going to do, Ray? Well, Dominic afterwards? Like, you already dropped out Owens. You dropped out Cesaro. They teased, like, Rollins and, and Roman, but no one wants to see that. So it's like, oh. you really have nothing for nothing, Roman. Man. And maybe uh, there's a baby face turn down the line. But which I don't is, even see heels for him. Which it's which is what everybody wants, and I don't want it. You know, you're gonna have Hell in a Cell, Rey Mysterio. You'll probably have Dominic Cruz trying Dominic Cruz. Oh, you hear me? Yes, <laughs> that's the match we want to see. <laughs> You'll have Dominic, you know, um, defending the Mysterio name because apparently that's his last name, Mysterio. <laughs> and here by by Jr. By God, once SummerSlam comes around. You're going to hear that good old <laughs> That's what we're going to get. And we're going to get Roman and Cena at SummerSlam, unfortunately. Yeah, Would you want that? Be great. No, I, I think <laughs> I don't think any, I think everyone's very happy to know that John Cena retires from wrestling quietly without just saying anything. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, everybody's like, like, you know what? We give you respect because, like, like no doubt he'll get cheered if he came back, and no doubt he'll get cheered if he has a match or two. No. But no one wants to see him in the main event. That's not gonna drive tickets. You think the fucking ten year olds that went to see Cena ten years ago are gonna want to see Cena now? No, them dudes are like twenty years old right now, man. Like yeah. 20, 25, you know? Like yeah, bro. I, I don't want that because it's just like straight up reliving the greatest hits, man. You know? Like they don't so. have anybody. They don't have anybody else. Like they already depleted their legends. They depleted their roster. The only thing that would save them, straight up, straight up, in my opinion, the only thing that can save the fandom that is WWE. Because I wouldn't say save the company. The company will make money regardless of the people. But as far as uh, fans loving the product, is fucking working with other companies at this point, like. You know what? Bite the bullet and have fucking Tanahashi crossover from New Japan and take on Roman Reigns. Oh my god, bro! Like I would, I would love that. Like you better, <laughs> Why you better not, not at push, this point. You better not push out Tanahashi. They like, would, but like would. I, I, at least like it's different. Like Okada versus you know Roman yeah. Reigns, or like I don't know, give me um Okada. Versus Roman Reigns, hell, fucking, even you can right now you can do the Tamatanga and the freaking you know Tanga Lao, bro. They Samoans, we yeah. the head of the table. Let them you know? go against the Usos. There you go, them, boom. Yeah. Samoan dynasty goes at war. War games. War uh, <laughs> games, bro. You got a ton of people. You even got my son, bro. You can even cross Tagahashi over, you yeah. know, like Jay White. But it's not like, the big fun of Shinsuke. Like you sold out. Now you got a crowd. A crowd of bullshit. Had <laughs> <laughs> Takahashi drop a deuce on his <laughs> with, the, with the tongue out too like, You have Naido just fucking start doing cartwheels on the crowd and shit like that. Yo, Yo. <laughs> Laying down with the crowd pointing <laughs> up like You know what though? I still sit here and say they don't need to do that because of the fandom. They don't need to go to... If they were desperate, 
they would go to those nights. But they're not because the fandom is so caught up with this product that they'll freaking watch this product and defend it to 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 the fullest and sit here and say, bro, Raw is the best or WWE is the best. You know, and it, and they're staying afloat because the fandom is not smart. And if I offended you, I apologize. I'm sorry, but not sorry. The fandom is not smart. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's not, bro. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's casual viewing. They're going to defend and saying, oh, I just go in there and shut my brain off and I enjoy the product. Stop looking but at that's it. The, that, that's the thing, though. I mean, why are do you? you have to shut? Yeah, like, <laughs> are you? Like, but why do you, why does one have to shut off their brain when they go to the product? That's not the point of going, I'm not saying, you know, I'm just going to, to what you're saying. Um, one goes into this product to not shut their brains off. One goes into this product to get entertained and escape from everyday BS. You get what I'm saying? Like, so, I'm you don't just need saying, to shut. Yeah. I, I, I don't mind a peanut butter ham, and no, no, a peanut butter honey sandwich. Like, times get rough, you make that I sandwich, mean, things are good, it's okay, cool, well. it's edible. But, like, if I have the cash... Do you put it I behind could... the fridge, too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm if sorry. I got the money and I want to go down and drop some dollars at Cat's Delicacy, I'm going to do that for that roast beef pastrami oh, sandwich with the mustard. Yeah. And, like... They got the money for it. Like, why are you giving people peanut butter honey sandwiches? I get it. It's edible. But Bro, you don't they, need to. They got the money that they can cop filet mignon. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay status, bro. Every day of the week. Every day of the week. But they give us potted meat. Why? Yeah. It's beyond me. They have... They don't understand the power that they have that... They can get at a snap of a finger any any wrestler, male or female, to come to their product because this is a dream of theirs. This company can be so fucking dominant, but I don't know what it is and what they do, in my opinion. And, and, it, and it's crazy and it's mind baffling. Right now, I'm watching freaking almost go us against Drew McIntyre. Why am I watching this? Like, so I don't know. There you go. That that's that's a raw main event right there. Almost a Drew McIntyre. That's where the company is right now, unfortunately. That uh, brings us to an end to this podcast right here. That was your takeover in your house dose and review. Um, you know, EWA podcast. You can find that everywhere from iHeartRadio to Spotify, Podbean, Flick the Bean, mm-hmm. uh, everywhere imaginable, and Anchor as well too. Um, EWA podcast on Twitter. EWA podcast on Instagram and audio on facebook for the fan interaction so please subscribe link like do whatever you want lick if you can as well too gypsy oh, mac where you at hey, uh, <laughs> don't get me started yo gypsy mac stop slagging bro get up on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah if, if people want to follow you sir if, if you want to get uh, your attention from the one and only gypsy mac where can people oh, find yeah. you <laughs> yo, Jesse Mag wanna holla at me and slide up in the DM, yo. You can hit me up. <laughs> that was the smoothest thing. <laughs> you went down to Octus. <laughs> you can slide up in the DM my anytime you want at Sun Eater UA. That's my Instagram and that's my Twitter. But yeah, anybody that wants to chat, you know, talk about wrestling, maybe disagree with what I'm saying. You can slide into the DM. Everyone else, fuck off. Strictly, strictly, 
Gypsy Mac. But yeah, nah, um, you know, that's my those are my handles. Um, Sun Eater UA, my Twitter and my Instagram. Um, if you wanna talk about some MMA, you know, Val and I do MMA as well. <clears throat> Excuse me, trying to, you know, bring it down. <laughs> um, yeah, hit us up at the Kimura Chronicles. That's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter by TKC Podcast underscore. That's the Twitter, and that podcast is everywhere or Apple. Spotify, Flick the Bean, Google mm-hmm. Bean, whatever, you know, check it out. Um, we're always out there talking about MMA and doing some fun stuff out there as well. Video games. If y'all love video games, our boy, Lucha Valcisco, took over the Lack Switch Gaming and he Stop brought it. No, Stop that is it. all you, sir. He put some twerk into that. He covered some E3. So if you guys want to talk about video games, hit up lag underscore switching. That's on Instagram. And that podcast is on Spotify and Apple. And yeah, I think those are all my, my handles. But if people want to talk to you about some movies, some horror flicks, some My Hero Academia, some Godzilla versus Kong, where can people hit you up, brother? Ooh, Chris Masters, Chris Adonis, get these DMs right now. Put me in a master lock. <laughs> 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 no. Excuse me. Um, Lucha Valls is going. Twitter Lucha Valls is going. Instagram. Um, if y'all want to talk about horror movies and comic books and all the pop culture nonsense in the world, PCF Podcast on Instagram, PCF Podcast on Twitter, Pop Culture Fanatics on Facebook. And that podcast is on all podcast platforms as well, too. <laughs> Don't give me no mic. <laughs> You know, Chris Masters, I heard you're part of Strictly Business now. I'm about to give you the Strictly Business. Yo, my man. Yo, that's great. You were not cutting none of this stuff out. This is going into the podcast, brother. Like, we are straight doing this. You got the Master Lock versus the Hurt Lock, bro. That's what it's called, right? The Hurt Lock? (laughs) <laughs> I think we lost this dude. <laughs> oh, I'm so done. <laughs>